Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 82, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy is... Focus up for the eye. <laughs> I was messing around. But that guy is Rob Jelly, who um, is not Rob Jelly the second. No. He's not Rob Jelly the first. No. And you may be pleased to know that he isn't Rob Jelly the fourth. He's still existing. He's still reigning. The reigning champion. The reigning Rob Jelly champion of the Rob Jelly world. Rob Jelly the third. Rob Jelly. <laughs> Do you know, the longer we go on about this, the longer I'll start, I will slowly become convinced myself yeah, yeah. that I'm actually Rob Jelly. It'll suddenly integrate into your signature. Just like, what am I doing? I'm just writing a th- a th- three, <laughs> three eyes on the, yeah. end, on, the, on the end of my signature. Uh, how have you been? Yeah, good, man. Not too bad at all. It's been... It's been has this week dragged or what? We saw each other two days ago. Yeah, yeah. And, so, I'm, and that's not a reflection on the, the seeing you two days ago, <laughs> by the way. There's just it's only Thursday. This week seems yeah. like it's gone on for about four years. Really? Has. Yeah, it has. I think just a lot's happened this week. Yeah, I mean, lots of stuff has gone on for sure. But I, I don't know. It just it feels like it's been in slow motion. Yeah. You know, like do you remember when you used to do that on videotape? You used to be able to watch it in slow mo. What do you mean, you used to? The, I, I, well, I still use the video do, tape all the time. Yeah, I mean, you, I know you do, but yeah. then that's because you live in all times, <laughs> time travelling, you know, wizard. But do you, I, I, I distinctively remember sort of like being able to watch a video on sort of half speed. Why, yeah. do, why do people not do that with DVDs now? It's just not the same, is it? You can do it with podcasts. So if you listen to this right yeah. now, you can make us lower. Let's do the next. Next part of the podcast in half speed (laughs) and ask the listener to listen at Double speed and see if it sounds any different. Just to, <laughs> just to see. If you, so if, if you don't have time to do that, to say see you later. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the end of the podcast. Nice. One. Uh, yeah, always yeah. fascinates me when people do things like that. No slow motion like filming when you film it all in slow mo and then speed it up. Yeah, yeah. And back. Ever thought and of that doing that in one of your films? Uh, yeah, I mean. Um, People do it all the time. So, like when you when you uh, shoot something, you don't always do it in twenty four frames a second. You sometimes uh, do it one hundred and twenty frames a second. Why? Why would you do that though? Like on a, on a sort of creative level, what would what would be the purpose? So the reason to do it one hundred and twenty frames a second is so you capture more information per second. Yep. Um, and then, then when you slow it when down, you slow it down. It's better quality, and you can slow it down more than before. Because if you're only doing 24 frames a second, you can only slow it down a certain amount. But if you've got 120 frames within that second, you can slow it down way more, five yeah, so times more well, than yes, normal, five times yeah more amount of capture, like almost still images, isn't it? Yeah, because exactly. it's, it's, isn't it 24 somewhere between 24 and 30 that a human eye can't detect? It's like about 20 that the human eye can start to see that it's not fluid. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I would say from about 15 frames a second. Is it about 15? Is it as low as yeah, that? Yeah, okay. something like that. Um, but yeah, even if it's when it's like 
20 frames a second. You can notice it's a bit jittery. Yeah, it's just not quite smooth. Yeah. But 25 frames a second is also something that's widely used. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's weird, the human eye, isn't it? I remember reading a story about um, when they first, um, you know, like American Indians. Yeah. They'd never seen the moving pictures. They'd never seen cinema before. Yeah, of course. So their eyes weren't used to it. So when they first saw something in the cinema, their eyes could couldn't process it properly so they were just seeing like a flick book they were seeing like the frames themselves really like just like a group of pictures being flicked um, wow because their eyes just weren't used to 24 frames Do you know what also, also blows my mind a little bit you know how when you let's say you've got the TV on yeah, yeah. and you decide you want to watch it upside down because you know you just oh yeah in fact you're sitting on the sofa upside down I've done you, that before and you didn't like, the whole thing where you lean your head over yeah right the image is upside down isn't it uh-huh. despite it being projected out the television the same way around because you've turned yourself upside down it looks upside down. Yeah, where's this why going? Is it, why does it not sound upside down? Be- that's a great... See, that's got you in it. <laughs> it's just it's only got me because it's, just, it's kind of a silly question. Of course it's I a like silly... I like it, though. Of course it's a silly question. <laughs> it's a dark... Why doesn't it sound upside down? It's such a daft question. Like, why is it the sound can always sound the same... Despite whichever way your head's rotated, unless something's an obstacle's in the way, they can get distorted. I once watched an episode of. Yeah, but like, why is light? Why does light only travel in? Sort of one, why is it that? Because our eyes process is that not breaking? Because our eyes can only process it in a certain way, right? Yeah, but so why, so why is it our ears can hear things like higher pitch frequencies and lower pitch frequencies? Why are they not swapped round? Why does everything high not sound really low and something low not sound really high? Mind blown <laughs> physics lesson on the podcast this week. I did, I did watch an episode of um, flipping. Um, I'm going to reward myself with a custard cream for that excellent <laughs> physics question. What's a uh, chuckle vision? That's it. Chuckle I watched an episode of Chuckle Vision, <laughs> and uh, it was really funny because they, for some reason, they they got given the jobs of being a um, uh, on an on an airplane, working on an airplane. I guess they were like airline attendants or whatever you call them now. And uh, so <laughs> one of them, they're baggage handlers, I think. No, but they're actually on the plane in this. Maybe the back oh, okay. at one point as well. But then one of them puts on the film wrong, and the film's upside down, and everyone's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> and then the other one figures out how to, how to do it. He gets the pilot to fly upside down. <laughs> upside down. <laughs> so everyone can watch it the right way. I thought it was brilliant. Genuinely, genuinely chuckled to myself for quite a long time. That, that is a sort of yeah. slapstick comedy. And that episode came out awards. on a 9 11. 90 joke, didn't it? Right? <laughs> too far, Jed. Too far. <laughs> a little bit too far. Let's get on with the podcast, yeah. I think. Because we've got Talking two- to pilots, yeah. Yeah. Talking to pilots, we've got two shows which both actually tick a box. I'll show that straight off the, uh, the bat. Yeah. Both of them have the word pilot in the pilot title. One point. Um, so they're already off to a good start. Mm-hmm. That's good before you've even heard any theme tunes or introduced them properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, your first this week, Jed. So which one was yours? Uh, my show this week uh, makes me hungry because it is MASH. Through early morning fog I see Visions of the things to be the pains that are withheld for me, I realize and I can see that suicide is painless. I would say that that is up there with Round the Twist as one of the best theme songs for me. Uh, it's called Suicide is Painless. Yep. Sounds a bit morbid. Um, but what happened was the guy who did the music for it, his son, I think he was teenage son at the time, 
wrote the lyrics, um, and he called it Suicide is Painless, and um, it is very, very morbid lyrics to quite a, um, I don't know, maudlin song. Right, okay, so with that in mind, and you can probably still hear the theme tune going now, Mm -hmm. what is M.A.S.H. genre? It is a dramedy. Okay, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was having this discussion only earlier today with a friend at work. What did they think it was? A comedy? Well, neither of us could really put it into one box. So whilst you say dramedy, I think that's that's about the best you're going to do. You're trying to sandwich it into drama and comedy at the same time. Because I was always under the impression that this was a lot funnier than I found this episode. Now, that's not criticism. I just maybe the wrong impression of MASH. I c- from all the things I've seen and heard about yeah, it. Yeah, I think I've got an explanation for that. But go on. P- your perception of it may have been influenced by certain versions you've seen of it, because some versions have uh, a canned audience laughter, yep. and some don't. Well, I watched the one that didn't. Right, okay. So I had no canned That's laughter. That's probably why. Um, no, 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 because it was funny. There were still moments in it that, you know, genuinely sort yeah. of like funny moments, and mm-hmm. it made me think a lot... Of the film Airplane. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> with, kind that, of... with that sort of sharp, witty humour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At times. The uh, backhanded comments, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. The, the repetition. Um, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. especially if you've got uh, one of the characters, Radar, uh, Corporal Walter O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, played by Gary Bugoff, um, Berghoff. Sorry. He's got some excellent one-liners in yeah. there, which aren't even jokes, but mm-hmm. they're the, the whole idea of him being called Radar, as his yeah. nickname, is that he's always aware. He knows what you want before you, you've even said it, or even asked for yeah, it, or yeah. even thought about it. So, um, what, so, what, what, so what do you think it is in terms of uh, genre? I think I, I might have to agree with you on that one. I might have to go for yeah. dramedy. I think that's about the closest. I couldn't call it an exclusively a drama, yeah, because it is. It has some funny moments. It can in have it. both. It can have both. Though. Com- um, comedy elements and drama, but it's also quite a lot heavier than I expected yeah. it to be. So I'm going to give it. I'm going to explain what it's about first before okay. we get into it. Um, so Mash, it's uh, about uh, medical doctors um, in the Korean War. Well, I'll just jump in here at that point and say yeah. M-A-S-H, because yeah. you often see it with the asterisks between a lot of them. Yeah. Which um, isn't necessary, uh, it isn't actual the nomenclature, I think they say, say of uh, the actual department. Yeah, but it's, they use the phrase right at the very end, yeah. Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Yeah. So that is what we're working with here, and it's set in Korea in 1950, yeah. having and been shown in... On the television in 1972. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit like Happy Days, really. Happy Days was a show from the 70s that uh, was about the 50s, and this Didn't is exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so we first of all see, and the thing that's interesting when it, that title card comes up and it shows uh, Korea 1950, 100 years ago, it says. And I was like, what? What does that? What, what does that mean? It, it confuses me right now. Um, I don't know why. Um, but the thing that I that that I brought to this before I even watched this I had no memory of the show I can't remember a single episode of MASH basically no. I know it was, it was like on for a million years and you always hear it was the most popular <clears throat> show ever it had the best ratings ever in America and the final episode got over 100 million viewers I knew not really nothing about I didn't even know which war, which war they, was, they were talking about um, so it was the Korean War which wasn't a very long war but a war is a war and, uh, yeah, it's about a group of people um, in the Korean War whose job it is to look after wounded soldiers. So, very, very noble. Mm-hmm. You'd think they'd be noble people, 
But everyone in this mobile army... Surgical hospital. Surgical hospital. Are a little bit... Dicks, aren't they? Um, they're, not the great, they're not the greatest people. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I, I think... If you'd watch a lot of the television now, mm-hmm. which is based in, in a workplace of any variety... Yeah. What they try to do is give you a, a sort of slice of life in that industry, in that work environment. And so people are people. You know, people crack jokes, people play pranks, some people are serious, some people are, you know, um, quiet, some people are sort of more boisterous. And but you think you get one person that you can go, oh, okay, they're, they're like the, the decent person. But what, what we've got here is a group of people who are maybe a little bit somewhat like the in-betweeners or something that we haven't done yet, where no one, no one is, uh, can get away scot-free... Like, as, as being someone that's nice and even though the show really wants you to like these characters yeah they, it, they kind of shocked me this show shocked me in it for a couple of reasons one the it hasn't aged well in terms of no. I would say stereotypes and racism in general the um, insults and the gestures that are uh, thrown about are very dated some of the stuff but but I can but see but we said that about happy days as well in fairness yeah, that's true some of the things they do, so they, they want you to like these characters. So um, Hawkeye is the, is the main guy, played yep. by Alan Alder, who you might know from a million other things. He um, he has a guy that helps him, kind of like a servant who's Korean himself. So, Ho-John. Ho-John, yeah. So you, uh, first of all, you're brought into this situation think, thinking, okay, this is a nice guy. He's got one of the enemy, basically, um, as like his friend who was, tr- who was trying to help. Yep. But I was like... No, you've got you've got someone who is basically your slave getting you drinks, getting you cocktails in the middle of this war zone. And I was like, this isn't great. And then he's like, Ho-Jung, come over here. Um, just to let you know, um, I'm great. I got you into my, my old school. Um, and uh, the whole show was about them trying to get the two grand that they need in order to yeah. put Ho-Jung through, uh, through school. medical school. Or through the school where he was going to. Yeah, yeah. his armor, armor mater, or Alan Alder mater. Yeah. And uh, you've got You've got the whole thing is a is a kind of a um, a way for them to get in some real crass humour, <laughs> but like funny, funny. Yeah. Um, and in order to, to raise money for Ho John to put him through school, they are organising uh, an event um, and a competition really uh, for one person to win a trip to Tokyo. Yep. With a nurse, spend yep. some time with a nurse, a pretty nurse, um, and. Just chaos kind of like ensues. They also have to get it checked through management, as you as you would. That doesn't go down very well. Um, but in between all of this kind of like malarkey, there is some weird comments they don't make. For instance, I can't remember the um, that soldier's name, but it was the the black guy. Yeah. Some of the comments they make. I mean, they're, they're trying to show that the show's uh, multicultural, but some of the things they call him, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Even in the seventies, I was like, whoa. So that that kind of shocked me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think it's always going to be difficult for us to watch a show like this, you know, in in the tw- in 2018. Yeah. Um and not pick up on stuff like that. Yeah. You know, whilst you try to be objective and think yes, okay, it's of the se- very early 70s set in the 50s. Um yeah, you know, one of the one of the things we do look for is is the show does it has it dated well? Has it aged well? And unfortunately, with shows that are going to make reference that what to things that in society at that time were totally acceptable, and I use that phrase in air quotes. You know, what I mean, it's now it's uh, you 
you know, he's just super frowned upon, and it's like well, you can you can see how inappropriate it was. Well, he was like that that guy in particular. He was asleep in bed, and they called him a derogatory name and said they should sell him. And I was like, whoa, okay, to raise money for Hojun. Yeah, I was like, you're giving me mixed mixed messages here, Nash. Yeah, what's going on? Um, so first of all, I was like, and and he's meant to be Alan Alder. Um, Hawkeye is meant to be like the guy that everyone likes, the fonds of this show. Yep. I didn't like him. I honestly didn't like him. I mean, he he was funny in some bits. He was trying to be charming, yeah. but he was rude. To, he's rude to women. He's not nice to women. He's not nice to Ho John. I don't think. And he's not nice to anyone around him. He's not nice to his superiors. Yeah, it's it, it was, it's quite difficult to to talk about without it sounding negative. I mean, did you enjoy watching the show? Yes, I did. That, right. See, but despite all the stuff that happened, I did enjoy yeah. watching the show. It, it's it's well. It's a well written show. It's a well-written show. Yeah. It's interesting. It's about a period of time I don't. I know nothing about, to be honest. I know nothing about the Korean War. I should Likewise. do, really. Um, and, uh, it's one of the things yeah. I picked up on is that actually, yeah, like that, like you say, it's sort of at least educated me somewhat into what life might have been a little bit like. And you go, you appreciate that it's dramatised and things. Yeah. But, you know, it was a lot more serious than I expected it to be. You know, yeah. the fact is that they, right at the start, you just got a bunch of people dossing around on a base, on an army base of some sort. There's a few people throwing American football around. Yeah. Um, a few people just. But do, you like that bit? Yeah, exactly. Well, I noticed that and I was like, oh, I could, this, this has already got a point for me. Lovely. <laughs> um, and then other people sort of messing around. And then all of a sudden, I think, um, I think it was Radar says so. He, go, he goes, oh, they're coming. And everyone goes, really? He goes, yep, yeah, there they come in. A few seconds pass, and then the helicopters appear across the like the ridge, mm-hmm. and you think, "How the hell did you know that?" <laughs> and obviously, then that's where you sort of pick up on the whole radar being his nickname. Yeah. He's always aware, um, and all of a sudden, the, the whole camp goes into sort of um, almost red alert. You know, they obviously then you then you realise that okay, whilst they're all having some free time right now because nothing's going on, they've got people being flown in on these you know stretchers attached to the outsides of helicopters, yeah, yeah. which is I guess how it was all done in the fifties. Um, and they're there to save their lives or you know, just to keep them alive long enough to get them to a proper hospital, which is one of the comments they make. Yeah. So, you know, it's tackling something quite serious. And, you know, whilst he's sort of got all this quite flippant comment, commentary going on and these sort of very relaxed relationships going on, you know, Hawkeye is uh, constantly trying to get it off with Dish, uh, Lieutenant Maria Schneider, yeah. who's, who's engaged... Very- she isn't. She isn't in it no, very much. No, is she? she's not in it for very long at all. Because I was there, I was talking to a friend earlier. Yeah. I mentioned her, and he went, "Who?" Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I don't think she's in it for very long past I've, the pilot episode. I think she's in the pilot, and maybe one more episode. But she's in the credits for the entire run of of, of uh, Mash. Is she really? Yeah. Very strange. Um, I mean, they, maybe they guessed that they would feature her a lot, but the, the yeah. wrote her out of it for whatever reason. Exactly. And then you've got Hot Lips, yeah, Mooney, who oh, was. Um, <laughs> Who is Major Margaret Houlihan. Houlihan, that's the one. And she's got, um, I mean, she's got I mean, are they, are they together? Hot Lips and Frank Burns? I mean, th- oh, I think eventually. But there's always a will they won't they with the, Hawkeye yeah, as well. Yeah, there's, there's like this whole kind of, that we, it appears that they're together, but they're not officially. Yeah, so. and Hawkeye's, even though he's like having a go at her, like that time when um, yeah. uh, she's like, get back to your base or whatever. And it's a little bit of flirting. It's a little bit, bit yeah, there flirting. is a bit yeah. of flirting there. There's there's some casual sort of negging, I yeah, would say, yeah, yeah. Um, within the show. And then there, there's a few bits across the line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
it is what it is, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and I say it's very representative of the time, I guess. Talking of Dish, she is not into this idea of uh, being um, used as no. bait, basically. She's, she, but then they promise her, don't worry, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. But don't they hook her up, because they, they kind of fix the raffle, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they hook her up <laughs> with, the, with the reverend. <laughs> so it's going to be totally, you know, okay. No, yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Have a nice payoff. When I, um, a few things... So the moment I thought to myself that this was supposed to be funnier than, or as funny as I had originally thought it was supposed to be, sorry, yeah, was the use of boing boing sound effects when he <laughs> picks up the distillery. When um, I think it's Frank, or it might be Henry, I can't remember. One of one of them goes into the 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 uh, tent where Hawkeye and uh, Trapper John yeah. uh, sleep. And they're distilling gin, I think, or something. They're making their own booze, basically. Yeah. And he's got the he's had the ump with it all. Oh, that's Frank. It is Frank. Frank just just destroys all that. Pulls all the posters down off yeah. the wall, and then he picks up the distillery, and they're like, "No, don't <laughs> don't do it." Yeah. And then this great big like coil that's hanging off the end is going boing boing yeah, boing, yeah, boing, yeah. boing 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 boing. I was like. They all right, asked for it. All right, all right, pretty pretty sloppy sound effects <laughs> production there, but I was thinking, okay, so this is supposed to be. Funny, like there's, so, there's, a, there's supposed to be moments of light relief, yeah, in what is potentially a very dark and well. I read, I read a little bit about this that the first few seasons was very kind of like light, and then after the first few seasons, the, the Korean War because this was one at the same time as the Korean War, Vietnam War. Oh, was it the Vietnam War? Yeah, that's of so, course so, it wasn't the same time as Korean yeah. War. It's the same time as the Vietnam so it's War. Set in the Korean War, but actually going on at the same time as the Vietnam that's right. War was and happening. The, and they were using some of the storylines to kind of express what was going on with the Vietnam War. Yeah. But then during their run, the Vietnam War ended. So they yeah. so, so they sprang from seventy two to eighty three. To eighty three. Can you imagine how long it is? And then so they stopped. They stopped making it as uh, kind of political. Because obviously there's a mix between comedy and politics and stuff. Yeah. Um, but halfway through, they stopped being political because the war was over. And they were like, okay, now we need to kind of make these characters a bit more round and not talk about war anymore. Yeah. Um, so it became more funnier and like kind of more comedy-based. I, I guess actually there's, there's a, that's a good point as well. Because there's there's a moment in it where they're constantly messing around. That is Hawkeye and Trapper. Yeah. And they're constantly basically winding up Frank. I mean, that's pretty much their, their yeah. number one core, the one, one reason for being on the show. And they, they bandage him up. I think they, don't they knock him out or something? Yeah, yeah, They give yeah, him a sedative yeah. and they knock him out, wrap him up in a bandage and leave yeah. him in the, uh, in like the infirmary for a and bit like, and go for the party, which, they, which he told them not they couldn't have. The thing is, like, when, when, it, when they were doing that, I was <clears> like, hang on, they're going to be put away in prison forever for doing this. Yeah. Um, but then, there's, so there's that moment in that they've obviously, you know, they've stuck it to the man, as it were. They've, they've, <laughs> they've two fingers of authority. Yeah, yeah. But then the next lot of, um, you know, uh, injured soldiers get flown in, and they are the like chief surgeons that save their yeah. lives and keep them alive. So there's a moment yeah. of kind of like, yeah, okay. Whilst we are, you know, a bit rapscallion, it's mm-hmm. like we we are very good at our jobs as well. But you're forgetting they're drinking the whole. They're drinking during the day and yeah. then going and and doing surgery on people. And I was just like, my god. Yeah, it's, it's a weird. It's a <laughs> very strange thing to try and explain. But it feels like they were trying to make this point about. And again, it's this whole this whole sort of immunity that because you're the best at your job, yeah, you can pretty much get away with kind what of like you like. House, like house, yeah, because he's so good, he just gets away with murder. Like, 
It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's actually it's very close to being like house yeah. in that sense that they can drink all day and then yeah. <laughs> mess around and throw parties that they weren't supposed to throw and yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter because as long as they save lives, they, you know... And the bosses they, need them, yeah. Yeah, they kind of can't be gotten rid of because they're yeah. so good at what they do and no one else could come in and do, do it. Or no one else would agree to going into basically the middle of nowhere, living in a tent, yeah. on being on hand to perform, you know, life-saving surgery off the side of a ridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a, it's a quite a strange one. It was not anything like I expected it to be. I really didn't know. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more like, a bit like Happy Days, I guess, in a way. Mm. Um, I kind of assumed it might be a little bit like um, the A-Team. Yeah. A little bit less, vibe, a little yeah. bit less. Can't be that pile of the A-Team. Just, just I mean, no, I mean, that is, that is top notch. That's why really it's near good. the top of our league yeah, table. Yeah. But would you watch another episode? That's the question. Would you watch episode two of MASH? I want to. Near the top of your list, though? Would, would you? No. I'm not rushing. Not for me. I think when I'm retired, when I'm living in a lighthouse on the corner th- of a cliff, I'll be like, what shall I watch now? Oh, I'll stick MASH on. After you watch Round the Twist, of course. Well, of course, of course. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, I do want to watch more. Yeah. Uh, especially after a chat I had with Simon Powell earlier on, Paul... I was saying that it gets a lot more sort of serious as the seasons go on. The characters get a bit more serious. Joking. They get more more rounded. You get more about their sort of their lives, their backstories individually. Like you get to learn a little bit more about Radar and Hot Lips as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So a part of me wants to watch on, but I don't feel like I need to. Yeah. You know, am I invested in anyone? Yeah. Struggling to find a yes to that answer, to be honest with you. Do you think Hawkeye gave himself that nickname? Because you can guess people gave Hot Lips her nickname and yep. Radar his nickname. Yeah, Hawkeye, you give that to yourself, wouldn't uh, you? Yeah, that's a that's a self that's a self-titled uh, day one. You come in, oh yeah, everyone calls me Hawkeye, de- guys. Self-declared yeah. uh, nickname, isn't it? That one. <laughs> Although this week alone, actually, I've been asked twice if Jelly is my real name. I'm like, really? yeah, it is. <laughs> Genuinely, that's just. I don't have to think of a stage name. I've already got no, one. Yeah, you've got the stagiest name ever. Um, 17th of September 1972, as I say, is, is the date of uh, the pilot for this one. Yeah. Um, the, thing, the other last thing I want to mention is the closing credits. Yeah. Which were announced over a tannoy. Yeah. Which I thought was a quite nice touch. That is a nice touch. I, I like it when like nods, nods to the characters and the actors that were in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doing it within the show type yeah. thing. Um yeah, it's just totally different, totally unique way of. Because I don't know the timescales of if this was produced as a pilot and then on the basis like maybe it will be a series, or if uh, this because maybe they just were experimenting. But no, it was absolutely that was a really nice touch. You're right. Um, no, a week later you had episode two. Yeah, straight into the season. So pilot was just happens to be the first episode. Yeah. Um, one ne- thing. The next one was on the 24th of September. So yeah, right. just a week later. Um, my computer's gone dead, but like, I, do you remember the um, the fact that there is no blood in the operating scenes? There's absolutely no, no blood. Like, well, you see, you see surgery, but you don't see any blood. But in apparently in later episodes, the blood is there. They but do. I think they just played it safe for the first episode. Yeah, they didn't want people to be put off by no. the sight of the blood. Also, the fact that they added the laughter track as well at yeah. a later date. So that's exactly. interesting to see how that affects things because I think might have made it a little lighter. I yeah. think the absence of it possibly meant that you didn't, unless it was actually funny to you, yeah. you didn't laugh. And on so. the DVDs and Blu-rays, you can actually choose whether you want a laughter track or not. Talking of 
Blu-rays. Um, yeah. Did you see in the new issue of Empire magazine, um, I asked a question to you did, to James Cameron. James Cameron. Um, about, I saw this. I saw yeah. your tweet. Oh, your Instagram about it. About the tr- about the True Lies Blu-ray. I was like, Where's the True Lies Blu-ray, James? Yeah. And he's like, Man, I'm really trying. I've got no time. I'll try and do it before the end of the year. No excuses. Absolute slacker, James Cameron. <laughs> Definitely getting eight hours of sleep tonight, though, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, no, cool. All right, so there's, there's Mash. Yep, there's Mash. We'll give you some points scoring in a little bit. Uh, but uh, if we can, we shall uh, also do two shows in this episode, as we have done for the last 81 takes of the pilot. Mm-hmm. So, second show this week was my choice, and it's that 70s show. wakes you up a bit doesn't it does yeah though I don't know if they're giving it their all because they're singing theme song it's the first show you would give it some gumption wouldn't you they seem to be just like yeah but I think that's the point is this uh, when when you're in a car with all your mates crammed into one car together that's you don't don't necessarily all sing at the top of your voice I guess so I guess so Um, I don't know It's it's a good point though you know, but they. Look, I think they're quite if, serene. Just yeah, they, they are. I, I, do you know what? It feels quite acted. Yeah. Like I mean, they are kids. Most of them. I mean, this is yeah. This is going back somewhat, isn't yeah. it? This show. I mean, this was 1998. Yeah. And you'll recognise a few faces from this straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mila Kunis, yeah. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And um, do you recognise anyone else in this? Wilma Valderrama, who who. Yeah, absolutely, Wilma Valderrama for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who else do you reckon? Recognise uh, this one. I recognise. About the redhead in this one. Do you recognise the redhead? Uh, I, her face is so familiar. Uh, I thought she was on Fringe, but you told me she isn't on no. Fringe. Would you like me to put you out of your misery? Yes, please. Right, before we get started, I'll break down the show in a second. Right. So the lady who plays Donna Pinciotti okay. is Laura Preppen, who Ooh. we have seen in a show we've already done before on the pilot podcast. Right. Orange is the New Black. Oh, she's, she's Voss. The, she's Alex. She's Alex, Alex Voss. Voss in ah. Orange is the New Black. There you go. Because wow. okay. that was bugging you when I came in. It was, yeah. I, I, that was really bugging you. Like, where's she from? Where's she? Like, Her face is so familiar. Yeah, and do you know what? If it makes you any better, it took me a year at least <laughs> watching Orange is the New Black before I worked out where I'd seen her before. And it was that 70s show. Oh, wow. Uh, all right, so this is the show which is... Um, up against MASH. I mean, it's not quite a comparison, I guess, in a way, because they're two totally different shows. But but the similarity is there because MASH is trying to do a, sh- a show from 20 years before. Yep. And so is that 70s so show. That is very true. I didn't even think that through. But, you know, it's, it's based, and this pilot episode itself is based on the 17th of May, 1976. Okay. So sort of four years after we were actually watching MASH. That was almost when Star Wars came out. That's very true. Mm. Yeah, very true. Is that part of the plot? They go to watch Star Wars? I'm guessing. Who is. knows? Who knows? The force is strong with them. Uh, there are four teens that starts out in the basement. Yeah. Uh, four teenagers downstairs plotting to steal beer from the party upstairs. Classic. Yeah. You know, so 
already I'm thinking this is a show for teenagers. Yeah. And maybe sort of young, uh, well, sort of older children. So like 9, 10, 11, sort yeah. of getting towards the teenage years. But also people who lived through the 70s, who were teenagers in the 70s. Well, yeah, this is. I think this is going to be a fun show to watch if you live through the 70s because you'll sort of yeah. look back on it slightly nostalgically. But mm-hmm. whether or not it's aimed at them... I don't know. As the episode progresses, I think probably not. Yeah. Although there are some jokes in there for the grown-ups, mm-hmm. admittedly. Um, weirdly, I didn't re- expect it to do this, but it did this kind of weird sort of point of view shot where Eric is sent upstairs. One of the um, one of the actors in the in the first scene goes yeah. upstairs. It's his house, mm-hmm. so he's sent upstairs by all of his mates who he's obviously got round to keep him company in the basement. And <laughs> um, he goes upstairs to, to steal beer. You know, four beers is all he's after. Mm-hmm. And he gets, you know, he walks into like his own mum and, and his best mates downstairs, but their mum and dad's upstairs as well. He bumps into them and he's trying to sort of subtly nick the beer and then leg it down the stairs. Yep, yep. It's this whole like awkward situation where he bumps into his dad. He's like, what are you doing there? <laughs> and and by the way, dad gets in a mention at this point because um, Kurtwood Smith is excellent. He's great. What's he been? He's been oh, he's in. been in everything. Yeah. I can't he's remember. He's always a dad, isn't he? He's yeah. A, he's always a grouchy he, dad. He plays a brilliant sort of like grouchy dad character. Yeah. Um, Red or Reginald Foreman, uh, as he's known in this show. Uh, so he busts Eric and he's like, hey, what are you doing? He goes, go and, go and do some, you know, go and clean up over there or something, you know, do that. Anyway, the mum comes out, um, Kitty Foreman, Deborah Joe Rupp, and um, she goes, Eric? These beers are warm. Go and put them in the fridge in the basement. And he's like, woohoo! Grabs them, legs it, and then he's like downstairs. Yeah. Uh, and then you get the titles, which you just heard the theme tune to there. Uh, and they're singing around in the car. And it's question though, all about my mates who live together and kind of live near each other. Really, how old are those kids meant to be? Because Laura seventeen, Prep- sixteen, seventeen. Laura Prepon, she, she looked like she was like twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, and. Mila Kunis it doesn't help that she's so tall. Yeah, I mean that massively does hinder the fact that you know she's supposed to be doing sort of playing a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, I'm assuming they're seventeen because they've just yeah. kind of. Well, one of them. Eric's just passed his driving test, so he's allowed the car. Yeah, because that's kind of what the the crux of this episode's about is Eric potentially getting kind of given the yeah. the family car. Well, I know quite famously Mila Kunis lied about how old she was to get this part. Yeah, so that's why she. Looks, looks about 14 yeah because like, she okay. probably is she, she's literally 14 she's 14 she's actually 14 yeah and i was like whoa this this is a bit racy um yeah and but and she, she does not look like mila kunis by the way can i say she that she doesn't now? look like mila kunis at all yeah like, she, she not grew even, into her face basically not, not even remotely yeah it's just like oh that's a kid and i thought it was gonna be one of their like little sisters no one of them is his, girl, his girlfriend yeah ashton kutcher ashton kutcher's girlfriend yeah and i was like hang on she's way small um but yeah i mean it was just different than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be like a like a normal sitcom where there's a sofa and they're on the sofa, which they kind of are. But then you just get lost people walking in, going, "Hey, everyone!" and going, "Oh God, not him again." But no, they're going. It's an adventure, almost. It, did you enjoy it then? I did enjoy it. So so, so oh, this is the most surprised I've been uh, about I, enjoying. I'll the show. be honest with you. I thought you were going to hate this. I thought so too, and I was like, "Oh no, this is good." I like, I like the fact that, that it was a journey to, uh, with some concert tickets to go see Todd Rundgren and like uh, Mila Kunis getting it wrong all the time. Yeah, I love Todd Rundgren. Run, run, run. Um, and yeah, it reminds me... Because she's not liked by the group, is she? That's the point. She's annoying she, she's, as hell. She's the one that's come in from the outside. Yeah. So she's she's getting together with Kelso. It's Michael Kelso, played by Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And Jackie, which is Mila Kunis' character, has kind of come into the group and the group are kind of like, 
you know, she's got to go because like she's ruining the vibe. She's interfering. <laughs> yeah. She's not. She doesn't know, like the same stuff we like. Um, and then and, and and Kelso then says to them when she's out of earshot that you know she's sucking up all of her like um, spare time. So yeah. she's got to go. Mm-hmm. Like spare time is a, a commodity apparently in in the seventies. Um, but it was weird. Um, one of the things I picked up on were the cutaways, which is a sort of staple of an American sitcom Very to do. Very bizarre, those cutaways. What the hell was going... I mean, they were high when they were making up those... Yeah, it was like the editor was like, oh, well, how should we transition to the next scene? Have you got any ideas? No, do you have any spare footage? Yeah, I'll just throw that in. And it's just yeah, like just bad, messing around in front of a green screen. Bad and then, green screen and them just like farting around. It's just like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. But somehow it worked. It felt a little bit like Sesame Street, where you just don't know what's going to happen next. You're just like, okay, weird. I'll give you that, actually, yeah. I mean, I, I noticed them, <laughs> yeah. which I'm not, support, I'm not sure I was supposed to have noticed them. I, I think they were supposed to just be there to fill 10 seconds yeah. or less. But, yeah, very odd. Very, very odd indeed. Yeah. Um, so the, the you get introduced to most of the characters mm-hmm. um, before you get the scene where Eric, uh, Kelso... Fez, played by Wilma Valdrama, and uh, Steve uh, Hyde, is all, they're all in the basement, mm-hmm. they're all smoking, they're getting high. Yeah. And they're discussing about how cars have been invented that run on water. <laughs> now, there's a sort of gag that goes on here. And it's Ashton Kutcher's fake laugh. Ashton Kutcher's fake laugh, pretending yeah. to be high. Mm-hmm. That was appalling. Yeah. But... Whatever. I mean, if you've never been high, you wouldn't know what it's like. So mm-hmm. trying to pretend to be high is going to be obvious, I think. But this random discussion goes round about it being a boat. I can't remember if someone gets called a boat or there's a reference to a boat and then Fez gets stuck on that point. Yeah, and then yeah. the car running on water, he goes, so it's a boat. <laughs> and he goes, no, you put water where the gas should go and then runs on water. <laughs> and they're amazed by this. And I think... That particular bit, like the whole random conversation, yeah, was probably quite good. It's like if you ever sort of sat around with mates and you even if you had a few drinks, yeah, yeah, and you start chatting about all this random stuff, like stuff that doesn't you've never talked about before in your entire life. You know, I wonder if like monkeys can tie shoelaces, you know, and stuff like just random thoughts that come to your mind. That reminds me, this is similar to what you're talking about. I read today. You know that there's that theory that if you if you put an infinite amount of monkeys in a room, yeah. They'll come up with like the complete works of Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. So they scientists. I read this today. Scientists actually tested with a whole bunch of monkeys and typewriters in a room for a long period of time, and they just came up with complete. They were defecating on the on the typewriters, <laughs> weeing all over it, smashing it, and they said the, the most repeated thing they did was just type put s s s s s s s s s s. So either they're possessed by snakes or they're complete amateurs. <laughs> Give them long enough, yeah, and they'll get there. <laughs> I don't know. No, they, won't. they definitely won't. Um, so they, they're getting high downstairs, and the monkeys, or no, this is back to the right, okay. that seventy show. Uh, they're downstairs, and all of a sudden, there's a call from upstairs from Eric's dad saying, yeah. "Eric, I want you to come up here, please. I want to have a word." And obviously, he's high, so bit of a problem. He's now got to go and face his dad whilst he's high, and he has no idea what it is. And it's, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like one of those things that. Um, He's going to be in trouble. There's, you know, it's one of those one of those calls from upstairs or downstairs where you know if you you sort of you know, hung out upstairs in a bedroom or something like that. That call from the mum or dad says, "Come down here, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Warning, warning, alert, alert. You know, there's some serious something going down." So he goes upstairs, 
and mum and dad are there in the living room. This is quite funny. I liked the really cheap um, sort of technique or special effects. I love it. it. It's awful, right? Okay, let's just get to the cut to the chase. Eric is standing there in front of his mum and dad who are talking at him. He's high and the people have got the set wall behind mum and dad and they're just twisting it round. Yeah, so it's like, spiral, like a steering wheel. Yeah. So it's like he's having a trip, like the whole thing. And it's just, it's wonderfully naff. <laughs> It is. And the audience are laughing along because they know this is going to look rubbish. Yeah, they know it's going to look rubbish. And how he kept a straight face throughout the whole... I mean, that must have taken several takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that would have been just so ridiculous. <laughs> and they're trying to... They're basically laying down the law about what you can and can't do with the yeah. car. Taking it in turns to just say, you can't do this, you can't even bring donuts and I like in. And the way they walk off. Like, like, you know, do you, um, do you watch Mock the Week? Ever seen Mock the Week? I have, I don't right. like it. That's right, fine. But you know when they do the scene where they, they put a thing up on the wall and they all have to step into the microphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminded me of that, because the mum yeah. and dad just swap places. Stepping up to the mic. Step up to of, the yeah. camera and go, and remember, don't sit on the back seat for too long. Yeah. And, and then they're just making stuff up, like rules that don't mean nothing. Yeah. And they step away from the, the camera each time. And, and it, was kind of, it was kind of weird, like the... The choices that the director makes because then they throw him the car keys and the car keys get thrown to him in slow motion. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is this? How, what did this look like on a bit of paper when they pitched admit, this? I must admit, they, I expected them just to hit him square in the face yeah, and yeah. go right down his face. And yeah, and then him look at the camera and go, oh, woe is me. It, yeah, I did expect that, but as it turns out, he catches them and he goes, yeah. he goes, he goes bitching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the slow motion cuts out and he's like, back to reality. He's like, Eric, in front of your mum. <laughs> it's like so like the dad is kind of like the cool guy he's he wants to be cool dad but he he, he kind yeah. of doesn't and they prove, always do it and like when they cuz obviously they want to go to this Todd Rundgren gig yeah. and they um, What's his name? Todd Rundgren Rundgren is pretty awesome to be honest and then uh so he doesn't know what is the main guy's name what Eric Eric yeah so the one that you can drive yeah so he is not sure because like his his dad told him not to kind of go out of town. Yeah, and then they're all in the car and, and, and arguing like, about it. And yeah, and then and then Alex from um, Donna. Yeah, what's her, what's her Donna? Yeah, that's her character's name. From in this. Or- yeah, Orange, she's is Alex in Orange is the New Black. Yeah, is, this is Donna though. <laughs> so is it after this that she gets put in prison? Because uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, definitely. Wow, being too tall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she yes. Yeah, so, so she basically like, flirts and convinces him to reverse uh, psychology on him. Yeah, to 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 actually like make Take the him. trip to uh, to the gig. So they're all in the car and uh, um, and they think, oh, I'm getting real trouble here. But the dad's dad's like, all right, the kids are away. They've gone out of town. Yeah, no, because that's right. Because he walks back in and he sits down. She's knitting. She's sort of doing sewing. He's reading yeah. the paper. And she's gone, oh, the kids are off then. And he, go, he goes, yep. And he goes, where are they going? He goes, out of town. And she goes, how do you know that? He goes, because I told them not to. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a moment of sort of silence where they sit there that's, and process the whole thing. Probably gone a long time. <laughs> yeah. Right, come on in. And they both run it upstairs. And, that's, <laughs> yeah. and that's, that's a lovely little sort of tribute to the sort of parents of, you know, yeah, teenagers yeah. and things. Cause, gone upstairs to play Monopoly or something. Yeah, depending, sure. depending on, you know, the age group you uh, you sort of situate yourself in, yeah. that will depend on whether or not that joke fell on, you know, over your head or you got yeah. it or not. And I think that's quite nice. So despite <laughs> the show being sort of aimed at teenagers, mm-hmm. that joke would probably only have been picked up by parents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or certain people of parental age. Yeah. But then they break down on the way to the they concert. Do. And unfortunately, they need a new battery, and the new battery's going to cost. And there's some creepy garage uh, <laughs> workers like, well, in order for me to fix this, yeah. 
then uh, you're going to have to give up two of your Rangoon tickets. And yep. they volunteer Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis because Mila Kunis is the most annoying. Yeah. And Mila Kunis thinks Ashton Kutcher is doing it because uh, he, he wants to spend time with her. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. Um, Such a wimp. Yeah. Such a wimp. But he, does, he plays that character quite a lot, though, doesn't he? From this show forth. You know, he's, yeah. he's done that quite a lot where he's played the sort of almost that sort of half-brained sort of jock kind of thing, doesn't he? Yeah. He kind of gets gets the characters of the, the floppy fringe and the good look sort of thing, but the, you know... Well, straight after this, he did Dude, on Where's the... My Car, didn't he? Oh, would that be about the same time? Yeah, it probably would have been, wouldn't it? Probably after the show finished, yeah. Because that was... Uh, that was 2002? Was that, that was, yeah, I was that must have been around the sort of same time American Pie came out and yeah. things like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I weirdly enjoy the show. Do I want to see it another episode, though? Do you, okay, no, the question is, actually, right. do yeah. you do you want to watch episode two? Personally, no. Yeah, I'd agree. I like the first one. I feel like I don't have to watch it anymore now. <laughs> like I, I get the idea. I think I can make you even more certain that that's a no. Right. By telling you that there are 200 episodes of this show. Oh, my God. Eight seasons... It ran from 1998, August of 98, to 2006. How many episodes a season? Like, can't... 20 odd. My God. Seriously. Ridiculous. Seriously, this show went on and on. I somehow and on. missed and I, it all. And I have no idea how, because whilst it was all right, and yeah. you know there were some moments that were quite enjoyable, I think, unfortunately, because so much television since then has used similar formats that this has obviously used as well, yeah. the whole sort of... Half a dozen friends, yeah, which yeah. is a very, very overused sort of um, part of any sort of sitcom, American sitcoms at least. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, two hundred episodes. Well, it's made by Casey Warner, who um, like a team, a production team, who I believe made uh, the Cosby Show and a whole bunch of other like long running. Like sitcoms, so they know what they're doing. Yeah, of course. I do. And I'm not saying that you know there aren't better episodes. There might very well be really good episodes later on down the line. I'll I just, never know. I, <laughs> I will never know. I'm not going to watch it. I just don't. I mean, just the the sheer. Oh, so let's compare the two then. So there's 200 okay. episodes. There's eight seasons of that 70s show to watch. There yeah. are 11 seasons of Mash. Right. You can only watch one of them. Mash. Yeah, 100%. me too. Absolutely. I feel like I'll learn something from Mash as well. Agreed. Is that the show? Agreed. I'll, I'll just, I don't know. I feel like it will challenge me probably more. Yeah. Like, And I mean that in a bad sense, actually, for Mash. Yeah. Because I feel like a, there'll be a lot of stuff in it that I'll be like, oh, mate, you can't say things like that yeah. now. I mean, that's <laughs> what? I think going into the 80s, maybe it got a little bit more PC, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I, think I, I feel like I'd be more invested in the characters in Mash. Yeah. I feel like I would learn something from mm-hmm. mash for sure um i think it would yeah i think it would definitely challenge me more than that 70 show would i turn that 70 show over if it was on the telly and i walked in a room no i would would you i would yeah really i just don't want to get into another series that's 200 episodes I liked i liked it but like i liked it because i haven't seen it before and i like to take it off my list and now i've seen an episode of that 70 show it's kind of done for you now it's done Done, I've seen it. All right. Okay, that's fine. Well, do you want to run for the commandments very quickly then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll kind of run on both um, both the shows against them at the same time then. Okay. So would you watch episode two? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the number one thing, isn't it? Uh, Mash? Mash, I Yes, would. I think I will. I'm not rushing to watch it, yeah, though. But, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, that 70 show? No. 
nah, not particularly. Does it have a memorable theme tune? I think MASH takes its time. I think MASH would take a while for it to... For me, I love that theme song. I told you that. The Manic Street Preachers cover of uh, Suicide is Painless is so good. You did. I think it would take a good few episodes before that sunk in. I think that 70s show one would sink in quicker. I don't think so. I think it would. I don't even... I, I don't like that. I don't like the, like, that 70s show. I do. Show. I quite like it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think it's quite catchy. And visually, it sort of worked as well. It's that kind of like... So the, good, the good song comes on the radio. You're in the car yeah. with all your mates. You turn it up and everyone sings along. But it's half-hearted. I, I think it's just there. It's like... Yeah. I like the, the idea of it. The idea is interesting, yeah. Obviously, ripped off Wayne's World. True. Does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Mash... Yeah, this is a whole, well, is, this is a whole is, new world that I've never seen before, so... I guess, yeah, I guess from that perspective, yes, we are getting introduced to something new that we've yeah. not... But there's no new character as such to jump on board with. No. Well, there's a bunch... Of, what, where's yeah. your access point to it? That's, I think, the... There isn't you, anyone to empathise with, really, because they're all kind of new. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. The new journey for that 70s show? No. No, again. I don't think so. There isn't like a next door neighbour that comes around for the first time. Oh, hey, I've just moved in next door. Yeah, that sort of thing would have worked. That's what they should have done, yeah. Perfectly. Um, would you pause for a pee? Mm, I don't know if I would for either. Maybe MASH. Definitely not that 70s yeah, show. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think... Pop, maybe. It's only a maybe, I think, yeah. uh, for that. Uh, do you feel emotionally connected with one or more of the characters? Oh. Definitely not in that 70s show. I, right, so I don't feel emotionally connected as such, but I think I have a guy. In I, which show? In MASH. It's Radar, isn't it? It's Radar. <laughs> Radar is my guy. Radar is my guy. And and <laughs> I said this earlier when I was chatting to my Radar Paul at work. Um, he said, he said sometimes I feel a bit like Radar in this place. <laughs> he like, sees it coming. Uh, he does, honestly. He's, he's a... Proper legend, so um, yeah, he's got a new nickname as well now. So we're calling Radar from this day forward. <laughs> and he, he's unfortunately going to call you Hot Lips. Uh, Fine by me. Yeah, yeah. Fine by me. Uh, would you recommend it? I'd recommend Mash for sure. I would. At least the first episode. Cause I, I enjoyed the first episode. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to give you something you don't expect if you've never seen it before. Yeah. For sure. uh, that seventy show. No, I, I personally wouldn't. know. I know it's popular. Highly unlikely, but like highly unlikely. It was, it was pretty good it was pretty good and like there's nothing wrong with it it's yeah. just not that much it's not new it's not original it's yeah a, it's not teaching me anything it's not educational it's not even that it's not funny. wowing it's not wowing us in any yeah. way actually Visually, some, of the, some of the canned laughter was too over the top as well yeah. like everything that was happening was la- it wasn't that funny and also is ashton kutcher any good no yeah Mila kunis is i mean she's a bit too young to kind of judge her acting skills there but like she's but probably she's annoying, the best of a bad a, bunch she's a bit annoying which yeah. actually is kind of purpose of it but yeah oh and um and alex from he <laughs> framed roger rabbit now what's it called again <laughs> <laughs> orange is a new black <laughs> and he's a long title is, she's actually really good in there she's really good she is good uh, anyway um oh god is there a mic drop Definitely, Definitely not. not. <laughs> yeah. um, in Mash, not really. Not really. No, I wouldn't say so either. Nothing that. I mean, just besides the the casual racism, but um, yeah. yeah. But uh, does it defy expectations? Not that seventy show. No. Mash. Yeah, I, because I had it, a lot of it. I had a lot of expectations. It's not that it's better or worse than I thought. It's just totally different from what I imagined it to be. Yeah, so yeah. thus, I'm a bit like. Okay, mm-hmm. I'd gone in it with the wrong expectations. Yeah. So Actually, do you know what? That Sony show did defy my personal expectations because 
I thought it would be absolutely trash. And it's not trash. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. no, it's a fair point. Has it aged well, that 70s show? Yeah. Yes. It's not done too badly. It could, it could come out now and it would be fine. I mean, it's fine. 20 years old, that episode. Yeah. Yes. And it still stands up against most new shows now. That's the beauty of doing something that's like a time capsule. And then it kind of works for a little bit with MASH, but also... Yeah, some of the things. 50% of it works, 50% mm. of it doesn't for MASH. Yeah. Some of the comments, Yeah. with just a small script change here and there, that could be yeah. dateless. Like, it, well, not dateless, it, it could have just Timeless. aged. I keep using that word, but you could, it could have aged so much better. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to call on that one. And is the hype real? For MASH, I think so. Because, like, it's it, to me, it was it, it was hyped beyond mm. anything. I've always read... I've, I've always read that it's one of the best TV shows of all time. Never had a chance to watch it until now, and uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I agree. And and for that 70s show, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think it does anything more than what it does supposed to do. And yeah. I, don't I, don't I don't know how it lasted. I don't know how it lasted that so I'm, long. That it's... I am blown away by, if yeah. I'm being honest. So, yeah, I mean, two, 200 episodes. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's score it. Mash okay. first, then. And you can go first. Call well, the pilot. I'm going to give Mash... A 7.5. Okay. Um, and the, my reason behind that is it's good and it's educational and it's, it's different than anything I've seen before, to be quite honest, even though it's like 40 years old. It's, well, it's different. Um, I don't think you can replicate it now. And the performances are really, really good. Um, it just lacks a, a, it just lacks a little bit. I don't know what it is. It just lacks a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 7.5 for me. 7. Okay. That's fair enough. I yeah, I, I I kind of agree with everything you said. I think we've covered it all mostly, but um, I I just feel like I need to watch some more, mm-hmm. and then maybe I'll just maybe I'll enjoy the pilot more once I've seen a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only a short episode. It's only twenty eight minutes, mm-hmm. so it wasn't too long. Didn't go on forever, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Fifth, uh, fourteen and a half. Yeah, fourteen and yeah. a half. I'll pop it in the league table in a moment. It's the uh, weirdo zone. Uh, oh, it could be. It's, it's 15, isn't it? 15 yeah, to Weirdo Zone. it's around the Weirdo Zone. It's, it's in and around it. Uh, 14 and a half a mash. That 70s show. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't dislike it. I'm just yeah. not sure I would care to watch any more, like, yeah. consciously. Like, if it's on, I probably would leave it on. But mm-hmm. like, I feel the same way of this, the way I feel about... Um, Oh, what's the show? Give me a clue who's in it. I'll tell you. Ashton Kutcher took over from Charlie Face. Two and a half men. That's the one. Never seen it. Again, but that's how I feel. The same. I, I like, never want to, but I know on, I have to. If it's on, I I wouldn't turn it over in a hurry. Like, I'm like, oh, God, get this crap off the telly. I would. See, now, I feel that way about EastEnders, right? <laughs> but I don't necessarily feel completely, like, repulsed by it to turn it over. Yeah. yeah. But would I stop if I'm blipping through and see it? Hmm. Unlikely. Okay. Five. Five for that seventy show. Yeah. I'm actually going to give it a little bit better, but mostly because Mila Kunis ends up being amazing and um, the girl from He Framed Roger Rabbit, Warren's <laughs> <laughs> is new black. Is, Laura Preppen. Yeah. You can tell that already she's the best. She's the best actress out there. Yeah. In this show, and uh, so I think five point five for me. Okay, ten and yeah. a half. I haven't had anything down that low in the league yeah, table for a while. Yeah, shows I've got ten and a half. Right, so ten and a half for that seventy show puts it was the league table. This league table, by the way, has now got a hundred and sixty 
four shows in it. Bloody hell. Ten and a half, do I say? Yeah. It goes just below Happy Days. Okay. How weird is that? <laughs> and just above Archer, which we gave ten to. It, that was a bad pilot for Archer. I know it's it, meant to be a good yeah, show, but that was a bad I, pilot. I keep hearing good things about it, and yeah. I'm just like, well, not according to my chart. Yeah. Where, where did we put Sex and the Sea? Uh, we haven't done it yet, mate. Good. Because we're doing it for the 100th episode. <laughs> I'd rather die. And please don't think I'm kidding, because I'm not. I'd rather uh, die. Right. 14 and a half for MASH. Okay. I've got to put the proper asterisk thing in, don't I? Have I got to do the asterisk thing? Oh, this is going to take forever so. to type into here. Flipping <laughs> it's just Shift 8, mate. Shift 8. Um, I'm on an iPhone, for goodness sake. It doesn't have Shift 8. It does have Shift 8 on an iPhone. Press Shift and then 8. Okay, so I'll, I'll give my score for MASH. You've done that. Uh, sorry for... Oh, we've done it. Both done scores. Yeah. I'm just going to try... So I've typed it in now. Series of Unfortunate Events, Attack on Titan, Bottom, Family Guy, Peaky Blinders, Ren and Stimpy, Bojack Horseman, Scrubs, True Detective, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Jonathan Creek, Murder in Successville, Luke Cage, Big Little Lies, Tom and Jerry, Doctor Who, The Reboots, Man vs. Food, and now MASH. All on 14.5. I thought we gave Attack on Titan higher than that. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. No. How's Tony? How's uh, Tony Fisher getting on with um, watching? Because he was banging to um, Attack on Titan, wasn't he? he uh, do you know what? I yeah. haven't spoken to him about it for a while. Okay. I shall ask him tomorrow for you. Tony, if you listen to this, let me know. Yeah. All right. Next week, then. Take eighty-three. Okay. For your delectation next week. Is it you first? Um. Yes. And okay. I have got absolutely no idea. But there is a show on our list which I think someone suggested. Well. I can't remember. I'll be totally honest with you. I think it was a suggestion, but I know it was remade. And now we've done some shows before that have had, you know, complete remakes. Okay. Now, not like the Doctor Who thing where it's kind of a continuation-ish because he regenerates the, the kind of theme of Doctor Who kind of makes that a totally separate entity to... A unique thing, yeah. Yeah, but there's a show called The Outer Limits on our list. One of my favourite shows ever. Maybe it was you that put it on the list then. It's so it was, made in, it was made in the 60s. The original black and white version, yeah. Yeah, and then they remade it in the 90s. Yeah. 90s? Yeah. yeah. And then they tried to remake it again, I think. Did they that. really? Yeah, Bloody I think so. But yeah, the 90s, one, the 90s one was great, and the original 60s was amazing. So I'm wondering if perhaps we... Because they're right next door to each other. Do we do them both? We do them against each other. Okay, well... So what? is it the same episode? Is it like... No, they haven't remade the episodes. It's whole new stories. Okay, so they're uh, different stories, mm-hmm. but they're the same premise. Yeah. Same characters? No. It's, okay. It's like an anthology series. Like, like It's like Twilight Black Zone. Mirror? Yeah, like Black Mirror. Very much like Black Mirror, actually. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, we've already done that, so yeah. we can't compare it against that. I would like to have the 90s show, if that's all right. Done. Yeah, and do you want the 60s that's show? That's fine by me. Okay. Because I... I like the original. If as I well. remember what the first episode of the 90s one is correct, I, th- I think it's Jeff Bridges, I think. Oh, no, you swine. I think. You've done that on purpose. Yeah. So you we'll see. scoundrel. All right, 1960s Outer Limits versus the 1990s Outer Limits next week. And the winner is Jeff. It's certainly not. Because um, we'll the original see. always beats... I can't remember the original, down. but I know it's good. Um, alright so we'll do that and listen if you are watching something right now whether it's on the BBC whether it's on ITV Channel 4 Netflix Amazon Prime anywhere else uh, old new English American Japanese as we've done before yeah. uh, let us know what you're watching we'll give it a watch the pilot episode of course can we add Maniac to the list yeah because I met Netflix, the, on Netflix Netflix yeah 
Because I met the producer of Maniac. Oh, here we go. Earlier in the week. Rubbing shoulders. <laughs> he was like, he said to me, have, have you seen my show, Maniac? And was, was that like, how he talked? Yeah, exactly how he talked. Because he's next door neighbour to Jason Momoa as well. He's like, I see Jason Momoa every day because he's my next door neighbour. Anyway, have you seen my show? <laughs> I'm like, what show have you got? Maniac with Jonah Hill. It's my idea. And I was like, oh, cool. So, um, especially about Maniac. It's, it's on the list. Yeah. It's on the list. Do that in a, maybe in a few weeks. I really want to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Well, do you know what, mate? We're fast approaching Christmas. Ooh, We're going to yeah. have to think of Christmas specials eventually. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. So, The Outer Limits original and the 90s retake uh, after that's so next week. Mm-hmm. Um, if people want to tweet us, Jed, you are? Having a face full of custard, custard cream. cream. That's, not his, that's not his Twister. His Twister? That's not his Twitter handle at all. Yeah, all my Twister handle. But my uh, real Twitter handle is at Jed Shepherd. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm at the Jellyman. That's T-H-E-E-E. Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, let us know what shows you're watching and uh, we'll try and get to them as quickly as we can. Um, if not before Christmas, we'll do them in the new year. Yep. Otherwise, that's about it for 82. And that leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Crocodile. <laughs>